Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.J. Amanu, the writer-director of The Asian. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Kellen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, paint the screen.com up in my bunk piece. Snitch, get up to my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snitch, genius, with Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen. All right, mister. Hello, Mr. D. Oh, my good God. Look at that beard. <laughs> I know. That is amazing. Oh, That's God. What lockdown will do for you. I, I am just going to let you talk for like the next 40 minutes just so I can just keep staring at that beard. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. So I'm going to do the, this fo- first 40 minutes of the podcast mm-hmm. is me and you testing out the video capabilities Sounds of it. Good. So um, we will then see how it works. Because do you not find, I mean, people are going to listen to this on audio as well. How do you find it knowing that there's a camera staring at you? What was your preparation? Obviously, you've not had a shave because that is the biggest beard I've ever seen. I didn't even know <laughs> they were doing a new Grizzly Adams well that's the thing so excited. i i have never had a beard in my life and lockdown gives you the opportunity to do stuff that you don't usually get to do so uh there you go well it's the same for me because i never had a beard up until probably about five years ago and then when annette and i moved down south to northampton we knew nobody nobody you know nobody was coming to visit us this that the other and she'd watched the tom hanks film captain phillips Mm-hmm. And she said, I think you'd suit a beard. I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. She went, why don't you grow one? I'm like, I don't want a beard. I've never had one, never felt the inclination to have a beard. She went, just try it. We're not going to see anybody. You're not going anywhere. Try it. And I did. And it kind of works. It's, it's my, um, I would say it's my mask, but nowadays we have to wear a different mask. So, you know, <laughs> back then it was my mask. It seems to, I don't know, I've, I've never been fully comfortable showing my face on camera if I have to watch it back. So this is also a new experience for me mm-hmm. to, to do a video podcast. But I had to make sure that I had a clean T-shirt on. I know. I had you to can't make just sh- you can't. sit here in your dressing gown or... No. No, no. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe we could do a certain type of show where we do just sit there <laughs> in dressing gowns and people can pay. We can have like an OnlyFans page. Yes, yeah, sounds but good. I had to make sure that I had a backdrop, which is kind of i've covered my monitor up because otherwise it just turned into a that, mirror that is pretty cool 
That is. Uh, welcome that is... to uh, Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park with Pinhead from Hellraiser blocking it. <laughs> so this is not. This is obviously a slightly staged desk because it would be really hard to type on my mm-hmm. uh, on my monitor. But there's there's a whole bunch of there's some books that I read. But it's not as impressive as yours. You've got a whole bunch of stuff behind you. So a nice Doctor Who poster going on there. This is like an audio yeah. description for those it's, people uh... that aren't watching us. I think I might, um, if this all goes well, I might swap out the artwork every week as well. So, uh, well, that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure I don't wear the same T-shirt because that yeah. looks. This is a very appropriate one. I may be Live wrong, long but and prosper, I, by the way, highly unlikely. I do like that one. Uh, so I'm going to change out my desk every single week and not necessarily have different posters. I've got my signed John Carpenter one up there, uh, that mm-hmm. one, and my signed Hellraiser documentary, which is a great documentary. It's nine hours long. That is. That's even longer than experience in Comic-Con ever was. I, I really thought about decorating my entire desk with my Funko collection. Uh, I, I spent, I love the critter. You got a big fluffy critter. It's nearly as hairy as your face, I might add. Nearly, not quite. Nearly, but, you know, not I'm quite. thinking it could save me some money. I could make my own critter, you know, once I shave, <laughs> stick it onto, you know, some, I don't know, paper mache stuff and off we go how do you feel with the beard because you've never had one before how does it feel do you think you may keep it after i think you suit it by the way thank you um i'm not sure you know for me it's always been you know if i've been in for a few days i don't mind having a bit of stubble but you know it is a bit bit odd you know i'm still not used to it Mm -hmm. um Daft, daft places when, um, like, when you go into bed at night, you know, you lie down on your pillow, and then you've got something kind of like pushing back against you. Like, what's that? Oh, oh, it's the beard. Yeah. You know. Um. So, uh, yeah, just just odd experiences, and um, knowing when it's too long, when um, you know, your moustache when you're actually eating something and eating half your moustache at the same time. I think your beard's probably too long when people come up and bring you ZZ Top albums and say. I've been a fan for years. Can you sign it? Or, oh my God, you were amazing in Game of Thrones. Uh, I was so glad I, I that you like made to friends. I like think of myself as a, as a lovely, you know, um, Hagrid or something like that. I think you're the lovely wildling from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've forgotten what his name is, but you know exactly which one I mean. Yeah, I do indeed. So, you are. You I, are I need him. to find myself an accent or something like that. You do. Does yeah. Uh, I mean, to be, we probably need axes when we go out shopping and stuff. Uh, on those rare occasions, <laughs> we venture outside our front doors in this wonderful lockdown period. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how are you doing during lockdown? It's still ongoing. It's nearly four months, I believe, now, isn't it? Since the official yeah, lockdown. Every, everything's fine. Um, you know, we are the ones that are still, you know, because we're we're shielding. Um, we're the ones still kind of indoors. Everybody else seems to forgot you know what's going on we've got um the local newspaper was reporting the amount of littering up the orm um because of um people coming on holiday and just dumping you know i'm thinking on holiday it was only opened up a week ago and already they got littering problems um you know the amount of people there was um again on the local news um pictures of the public toilets that have just reopened and there was um a queue that that stretched as far as the eye could see at one point it was you know just you know and i'm sorry i would hold and and find yep. you know wait to get back to my hotel room or find somewhere else i wouldn't want to be using a toilet where you know loads of people have been before you you don't know what they've got or 
I, I think a lot of people just don't realize how viruses work. It's not a case of, right, it's okay now, and the virus goes, all right, and I'll take my toys and go home. The viruses are still out there. It's still affecting people. I think in England and in fact the UK, I think the death toll a couple of days back was 114, and 113 of those were in England. So mm -hmm. it's people think, oh, it's, it's all right. It's, you know, it's a lot lower than it was, which, yes, it is, but still 113, 114 people died in a day. Yes, you know, when, you know, people who wouldn't normally have died from, yeah. you know, we have the seasonal flu and everything, but, but mm. not, you know, at this time of year. Um, I, th I think people I are also getting a bit confused because they're like, yeah, but more people die of, you know, what, lots of other diseases, cancer and alcoholism, you know, alcoholism and, and all that sort of stuff. But it doesn't mean that they're not still dying. Mm -hmm. This is this is an added it's it's crazy i'm I'm happy staying at home i'm yeah. good i'm all right and you know I, i'm happy to stay here for another 12 months if that's what need need be or and uh you know i always say you get these people who are um dying to get out of the house you know got to get out it's horrible you know i can't stand it anymore need to be out like, there are so many things you can do yeah um next week you know um there might be a Christmas theme here because um, <laughs> we, we've decided that we're going to do a, a Christmas in July just to, to liven things up, do something a bit different. Um, are are you got, still going to have the Christmas in December, though? Are you going to have two Christmas? We are, of course. Uh, why not? Like about the queen if the Queen can get two birthdays, then, yeah, we can, we can have two Christmas. Yeah. It's going to confuse your postman now when Christmas cards start coming through your letterbox. <laughs> that will, I mean, people are confused enough as to what day or month or year it is anyway, mm. let alone Christmas in July slash August. So. Yeah, considering making my own um, Christmas postmark with, you know, a potato. and You should do. Yeah, so just make a new song up on the 12 months of Christmas by Drew Love Gave to Me, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. so, it's, uh... so, yeah, with the video podcast, how do you feel? do you think it would work i mean I, i'm hoping it'll work because i'm going to check it in the 40 minutes and see if the technology side of things works but mm -hmm. how do you feel about the actual i'm a little bit confused because i don't like wearing glasses mm -hmm. and, it, and it kind of reflects off my glasses a little bit but there's absolutely nothing i could do about that i could take the glasses off but then i can't look at my little notes where i've got a list of I mini mean, shows aren't prepped anyway but i have a list of films that i watched or mm -hmm. little topics so i've got i can't you know, I'd have to be really sneaky going, so for the next topic, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I see the new Christopher Nolan film's been delayed indefinitely, which it has. Uh, that'll probably be, it. God knows when that's out. It's like twice it's been delayed already. But but notes-wise, I'll have to try and get used to a little bit of that. Um, if you go back to your GCSE days, you know, and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, pretty much just go, let me just have another chewing gum. Oh, yeah. Should, yeah, lift your arm. Have a sneaky look. Possibly. Um, I could just sort of put it above the monitor, like there. Yeah. And then I could read it. I could do the Marlon Brando thing and just go, oh, yes, that's very funny. And then just tilt my head up and, and read it. But, oh, oh, you, know. you know, surely with the amount of uh, kind of listeners and hopefully watchers that, that we're going to have, can't we just get auto cues? You know, we can set them up there. and Possibly. Although the thing is, it's like the one thing to remember is I did – per day, probably about seven or eight hours worth of uh, Q&A panels at Sci-Fi Wales with literally one sheet of paper. So <laughs> if I can't sit and talk to you or talk to Bob on those rare occasions that he shows up, uh, then I'm struggling. So, mm -hmm. 
But no, uh, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be good. I think you know there might be uh, a certain influx to start with of people who are curious about maybe you know well, what do they look like? You know the the face behind the voice. You yep. know, so I'll just go and check it out. Well, you know this isn't what I usually look like. My hair's far too long. It's not usually in this style. Um, you know this is well there when it's usually not. You know, so, you know, beard, moustache, everything that that I would not usually have, I do. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, you know, I think people, you know, will have a look and uh, depending what happens, you know, maybe we can bring a, a bit more visual into at least maybe part of it. Um, Possibly. Would you like some because, clips, edit some clips in or, yeah. or show some things from our geek wall, which I've yeah. really, you know, got a few bits and pieces kicking around, but. Yeah. Like for me, you know, behind me, I was thinking, well, you know, I wanted to get something on, you know, in my uh, kind of little display here that, um, you know, was a bit sentimental to me. And with Nichelle Nichols obviously being the first celebrity I ever met, I thought, well, you know, I'll bring in the signed photo she did me on the day, um, you know, which is Rob, love, blessings and joy, Nichelle Nichols. Rob, stop calling me. <laughs> yeah. I've changed my number. Rob, stop hanging around with me. Eight hours is far too much. Yep. But yeah, so there's, you know, a nice um, few sentimental things um, that are around me uh, for this show. But like I say, you know, if people are watching, it's, it would be nice to, to swap things up. So I've got some ideas for um, changing, you know, the Doctor Who canvas that's there at the moment. I'm going to change that out for a few other things um, in coming weeks. And um, the same with the, the display. It doesn't usually look this tidy. Usually I've got, a, yeah. you know, um, other things there. But, you know, it's all had a, a clean up and uh, looking quite nice for tonight. It's kind of, it's also, I generally don't stand up and walk around or whatever, but you've got to kind of stay in the position it's like if you look well, i've got what have i got there we go sign nice little lego banner i got my mimi poster in shot there which is quite cool but then i realized well you can't really see half my head so i have to <laughs> stare at a monitor so it's all these little sort of teething problems and then yes. ho hopefully like that there we go hopefully people are quite nice in in comments that's my concern. So first sign of any bloody idiots being horrible and mean and nasty and snidey, then I'll just, I know, I'll disable the comments for the show. <laughs> we're, too, we're too sensitive. I don't mind people tweeting at me going, your show sucks, but I think the, the YouTube where this will go at some point, that can be a little bit vicious and everything again. But... Ah, well. Me. What, what can I say? Meet you outside with my bat laugh. Isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that beard, that, you know, the big beard would scare them off. So mm. so what have you been up to over the past week other than not shaving? Um, I've um, rebooted um, the sci-fi news account on social media. I noticed because I got um, a follow from that. Yep. Yeah, so um, it used to be sci-fi underscore news on Twitter, and that was the only place it was. It's now changed to sci-fi news UK. Um, on Twitter, it's now got a Facebook account as well, Sci-Fi News UK, and nice. an Instagram account, Sci-Fi nice, News nice. UK. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been working on on that. It's, um, the logos had a overhaul. Um, news has been going on there every day, um, so that kind of takes up a bit of your time, as you well know. Certainly. Um, 
kind of getting ready for the podcast from the point of view or what t-shirt am I going to wear what am I going to put behind me that's going to be on show in this kind of small window Um, and um, watching a bit of Star Trek Voyager I actually finished um, season seven I got I got um, I I completed um, the rewatch and decided seeing as Addy started on um, pretty much on season seven I'd go right back to season one and again to start all over so um, we're just on the end of season one at the moment Wow. So how long did it take you to do an entire rewatch of It doesn't Voyager? take me long with, uh, with uh, Star Trek. So I'm thinking probably a couple of months. That's not bad going because that's a lot of episodes. Seven seasons, 20-odd yeah. episodes per season. You know, so well over the 100 mark. Mm. It's, uh, it's my go-to. You know, It's so easy just to put on and watch it for hours and i'm not saying i give it my you know total attention because i've watched them so many times but it's great to have on while you're doing a bit of work or you're you're tweeting on your phone or, or something like that are you growing a beard you know that, yeah. that sort of thing well i've just finished episode number two of season one of voyager so i am close behind you um, <laughs> so we started it we're enjoying it i've seen a lot of the early episodes before but mm-hmm. it's we've been uh, just watching other bits and pieces, and it's she was sitting downstairs earlier on watching an old episode of Poirot. Um, mm-hmm. I've been upstairs watching some new stuff, so it's part of the problem I've got is trying to schedule the stuff that I want to watch. It's just too much, so I need to somehow. I put a tweet out asking people, saying, "Look, those that review films, how do you schedule?" Nobody replied. I'm like, "Thanks for that, <laughs> wonderful, thank you, film Twitter." So I may need to put that tweet out again, but. Uh, yeah, I've watched a whole bunch of stuff. We're still doing our, our um, big screen projector uh, festival. We're up to 13, 14 films now. So How obviously, are you finding that? I'm, I'm loving it. We are going to retire it for the month of August, uh, to which Neil Johnson went, no, don't put it back in a box. But purely because August, we are going to concentrate on pilot episodes of TV shows. Mm-hmm. So we've dug out we'd be going through a podcast called the pilot tv podcast and we've written down all these shows that we've never ever seen that sound quite interesting we found all the pilots on britbox and netflix and amazon and shudder and all that sort of stuff so we're going to watch one pilot episode per basically just finding even more stuff to watch which we won't have the time to (laughs) to carry on with but then we will resurrect the um the projector thing i think the biggest pain in the neck with the projector is not the projector or watching films on a 120 inch projection it's turning the sofa around each time you you want to watch a film i completely agree with you we have to do exactly the same um i'm sure there's a creative solution to it maybe one of those um train turntables yeah you know if you get some somebody in and you know rip up the floor build something smart and off you go. Because the TV is in one corner facing us, yep. and then the projector wall that we use is behind us. So it's uh, there isn't an easy option of, well, just put it above your TV or whatever. It doesn't work the way our living room's set up, but it's amazing with the sound bar. I took a Roku box, and which I had upstairs for, for watching Shudder. I plugged that into the back of the projector just to see what it looked like and i gave it a test on shudder and it looks great and i also played some of the google play movies that i'd rented and some of the ones i own from when ultraviolet was a thing and the mm-hmm. quality on that is pretty impressive so uh, it's definitely a thing so thank you very much for the tip 
on the projector. <laughs> it works wonderfully. It's a, it's a lot of couch moving, and mm. uh, you know, but it's definitely worth it. It's, uh, You're I don't welcome. Know, I don't know if it would replace a cinema. At the minute, I'm fine with it. I have no desire to rush out to cinema. Not that there's anything there anyway at the minute, so because everything's been delayed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's just like I was saying earlier. It's something that you can um, add to the the repertoire of what's going on in your own home. You know, as you know, we do um, Saturday night movie nights. The projector comes out. We watch something good. Um, maybe have some popcorn or, you know, yeah. a bag of sweets or something like that. And it, it breaks things up. It makes you feel like you're having that special night out or, um, you know, that you're not just, you know, stuck watching that one TV or, or, or have nothing to do. Um, and that's a good thing. You know, if, if you're creative, if you, you know, and if, um, you fall back onto to things that are really enjoyable for everybody. So watching movies, playing board games is, is obviously Bob enjoys very much as well. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty to do and obviously recording podcasts. There is. Yeah. But I found out cause we've been off for the past, it's probably about 15, 16 days now we're due back to work on Saturday night. Unfortunately, I've got quite got used to, to not being in work, but you know, I like the money it gives me, so it's one of them things. But we didn't want to spend our entire bunch of days off just watching TV. Mm-hmm. So we, we did decide when we did the projector, one film a day. I think maybe yeah. on a couple of days we've watched two. But generally it's been one film per day, that's it. And it, mm-hmm. it's enabled us to do a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, I've obviously not been out shooting films because I still can't because it's a lockdown, but I've been doing a little bit of writing and mentally re-editing Mimi 1 and Mimi 2 in my head, going, right, maybe I could move this around and that around and this around. So I've been doing that. I've been working on the, the film festival. Um, it's obviously setting all my computer stuff up. This is also why we're doing uh, Zoom. That's something that I was working on. I've uh, turned the next laptop downstairs into a split screen, so I've had to buy a couple of bits of components <laughs> to do that, but that seems to work. So she's now got a laptop, which looks like something out of the Matrix because all these things are plugged into it that's effectively <laughs> turned it into a PC with a, its own keyboard, its own mouse, a USB hub, two full-size monitors. So the poor thing will be on, uh, on fire, I think, by the end of the week. <laughs> but I've done a few bits and pieces. Yeah, stick it in a fridge. I think I might have to. I do have a little new fridge in the other room as well, a mini fridge, but uh, so that's kind of handy. I've uh, I picked the camera up because I was making some little videos of Annette's Lego creations the other day, and I've used it for four months, and I literally could not remember how to focus. <laughs> so I'm clearly not in any state of mind to go shoot Mimi 3 yet. So I've uh, I've dug out the manual, so I'm just going to go, right, how, how do you switch this thing on? And then just start from scratch and uh, and get used to it that way. Well, you, you know, at least you've gone uh, you've gone past the step of being able to build it. Because when I watched you, uh, you and Neil first kind of start transforming it, that you know, it's pretty. You know, you need a manual just to build the thing, let alone take photos. You kind of get used to it, though. It's, I mean, I was the same when I, when I watched Neil build it and he was trying to show me how to do it. It's like, 
yeah, I'll watch you, but I'm not going to remember any of that. And then when I started to build it myself at home, it took me about an hour to build it up. And then the second time, it took me about 15 minutes. Now I can have it built up within about three, four minutes, if that. So I've, I've remembered how to do everything. But as for using the camera, that's a whole, whole nother matter. But I'll pick it up easy enough. Yeah. But I think it's actually it's more than four months. It is uh, November was the last time that I filmed anything. November 2019. So that was quite a while ago. You, Be- you don't beginning fancy of. Um, filming Mimi Lockdown? or No, because you know what? Everybody's going to be doing lockdown movies at some point. Next year is just going to suck because every film is <laughs> just going to be, oh, look, pandemic movies and lockdown movies. I don't want to see pandemic and lockdown movies i'm all right i've seen enough of it by watching the news um, mm-hmm. although we'd be nice to see a serious one rather than just the comedies that, that uh, boris johnson seems to be spitting out so it's kind of <laughs> mad but I, yeah. I keep i keep glad to see my eyes shoot off now and again it's because i'm looking at the clock because uh, this wonderful zoom test apparently it will stop at 40 minutes now i'm hoping it will tell me that it stops at 40 minutes and not just secretly go i'm just going to stop and let you two carry on. <laughs> so I'm guessing that it probably will uh, will let me know. So that would be good. Um, also, you can't have an itchy nose when you're video podcasting. Oh, you keep doing this all the time. And it does not make for good videos. So um, I've played a bunch of video games. Uh, I've discussed Iron Man VR before. So Sony very kindly sent me an email saying, hey, you should play Iron Man VR. So I've already got it. Thanks for that. You don't need to send me those sort of emails. But uh, I've been playing a lot of Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was the free one. And um, I played that before, it turns out, but it didn't store my save game, so I started it again. So I'm, uh, I'm enjoying playing that. And there's a Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the newest one. Mm-hmm. And I nearly bought that, because I had it once before, but I got rid of it. And I nearly rebought it the other week, but then Rise of the Tomb Raider dropped as a free game. So I'm like, well, that'll do. I don't want to play two Tomb Raider games at once. And it turns out I didn't get rid of my Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's in a cupboard because I found it the other day. <laughs> Crazy. So have you ever done that? Have you ever gone and rebought anything and it turns out you've already got it? Um, I have. Um, sometimes on purpose. Why? Other Why times, on purpose? Um, when it comes to things like Star Trek, um, there, there's uh, items that I'll go out and buy two of. One so I can open. Another, so it can kind of stay pristine in box. Um, It happens with a few Funkos that I've got. Um, I've got um, one or two. Um, With games, I've bought different editions of the same game. So I'll have like a standard edition and then I'll find that there was um, a gold edition. And um, again, usually when it's been something I care about, Star Trek or... um, as for accidentally buying the same things, um, probably um, not usually. Um, usually, if it's something that's um, been duplicated, it's um, been a gift from someone else. Okay. So let's. I'm going to shift back onto the Funko Pops. Do yes. you take them out of the box? I don't. I have them all stacked and i actually went through mm-hmm. and put them in numbered order the other day just so I, no not the other day it was like this afternoon i got a clue what day it is anymore but i put them all in number order uh, i think i'm up to maybe about 40 now so it's getting there 
but uh, I, I, I won't take them out of the box. Just also because I bet they look really cool on the shelf, but they won't stack very well if you no. don't have them in the box. No, all of my Funkos, um, if you can see any part of them, there's some back there, um, are in their boxes, stacked on top of each other. Um, I, I've gone so far as I found um, a place that, that makes um, Funko box protectors. Okay. So um, you buy these kind of um, thin plastic protectors. They come flat pack, and then you um, build them up as and when you need them. I think there were. I think it was um, a sleeve of forty, fifty protectors at once. I bought, and then um, every time I get a new Funko, I get one of those, build it up, put the Funko in there, seal it, and uh, you know it strengthens it as well. So you know they're less likely to get damaged if they get a knock or. Or anything like that. How many Funkos do you think you've probably got now? Or do you Ooh. know exactly how many you've got? Good question as I uh, rotate. Yep. Uh, it looks like I'm probably up to somewhere in the region of between 40 and 50, I'd say. Okay, so more than me. But yeah, because I got, I think, um, 11 new ones today, mm -hmm. So which I shared pictures of on the social media thing but uh i what what are some of your favorite ones are there any are there at least a couple where you go do you know what if i get rid of them all i'm not getting rid of those two um there's the star trek ones i've got i've got uh diana troy Jordi laforge um i think i've got wharf um when when funko's first came out um you know i've got friends that um Paul, who helps out at Sci-Fi Wales, he's a, a huge Funko fan um, to the point where I think he's got rooms dedicated to them in his house. He must own hundreds and hundreds of them, including Funkos that are worth hundreds of pounds. He's that kind of collector. Um, and, you know, I saw kind of, you see him post pictures on Facebook of his collection. And I looked and thought, you know, they're, they're pretty cool. I wouldn't mind owning a few of those. And then I taught myself out of it. I thought, no, you're a collector. You're one of these people who you want to get the full collection. And it's never going to happen with Funko. So you may as well not bother. And then I thought, well, maybe if I concentrate on a subsection of Funko. So being a Star Trek fan, maybe I'll have a look at what Star Trek Funko pops are available and, and concentrate on them because then that's more attainable. And looking at the Star Trek Funko Pops, it certainly is attainable, or it was at the time. I just really didn't have the cash to, to put into it. And then all the Star Trek Funkos, um, they stopped being produced um, quite a few years ago. And I thought, oh, great. You know, there's no, no chance of getting those. Um, so I've got a few that I've picked up over the years when they've come at the right price uh, or I've had as a gift. Um, but but not many and then you you've got the star trek ones and you think well that one's pretty cool it's from doctor who i like doctor who and you just end up picking up more um and yeah that's how it, it came to be really and um and now i don't think there's anything i necessarily wouldn't get it's um it's just all what looks good. So being a wrestling fan, I've got a few um, wrestling ones. Um, you know, the Star Trek ones, obviously, Doctor Who ones. 
um, some courtesy of yourself. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, um, it's really hard to single anything out. I do have um, one of the giant Stay Puff Marshmallow Mans, you know, like kind of the oversized giant Funkos, um, which I think they are pretty cool. Um, so maybe that one um, would be up there on the list. But, but otherwise, you know, I like them all. It's really hard to single one out. What about yourself? I think, well, the first one I ever got, somebody bought it me as one of these Secret Santa presents. And it was Negan from The Walking Dead. It wasn't Negan that mm -hmm. bought it me. It was somebody bought me the Negan Funko Pop. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. That's not too bad. However, there's loads of them out there. There's actually over 8,000 Funko Pops out there. I did, I did a little bit of research before I wanted to know uh, something about the numbering and what the first one was and stuff. And launched in 2010. It was, I think it was Batgirl and or Batman and Batgirl and some San Diego Comic-Con ones that launched. I think there was like a small number of them, six or eight or whatever. So that's how long they've been around. But I was also curious about the numbering because I have, I think there was maybe five or six Mad Max Fury Road Funko Pops released. And looking at the numbers, they're, they're like 17 apart. So I'm thinking... Uh, either there's more Mad Max ones than I thought or something's going on with the numbering. So I had a quick sort of scour on Google earlier on and there are different numbers and you mentioned the subsections before. So mm -hmm. for example, you, uh, you may have Funko television or Funko animation or Funko wrestling or whatever it is. And some of the numbers might have already been used up by something else in that section you know, way mm -hmm. before. So it's not a case of, it's not as easy going, well, I've now got one to 500 of the Funko Pops because somewhere there will be another 479 and another 480 and another 481, but just of mm -hmm. different sections. So that makes it yeah. a little bit confusing and also explains why we've never seen a Funko Pop in four figures. I haven't seen one that's that's above 800 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, but yeah, my favorite ones, I think at the minute, I like the James Bond ones. I've uh, I bought Jaws, as in like the, the James Bond character. I do like mm. the Mad Max Fury Road ones. And I think I'm probably going to go down the same route that you do, where I'm going to collect some of these sections. So I will collect the, the Mad Max ones. I will connect, collect some of the, the horror ones, like if it's a Freddy Krueger. I really want to get the John Wick Funko Pop, which is out there, but I've looked at some websites. It's a little bit pricey. and uh, I think some of the Funkos are expensive. Mm -hmm. um, I signed up on the official Pop in a Box, which I think is the, one of the official Funko websites, I believe. And they, it's 40, 49 pounds a month, and they will send you six random Funkos that you've not got, because it keeps track of what you have got each month. And they arrived this morning. Mm -hmm. And some of them are quite cool. But then there's like, there's one from Fortnite, which I would never have gone out and bought. No, oh, I really <laughs> need to have a Fortnite one because I don't play the game. Uh, there's yeah. one from The Little Mermaid, which is Ursula. That's kind of cool. I got uh, Imperial Furiosa from Mad Max. I'm quite happy mm -hmm. with that one. But there are a couple in there where you go, do you know what? I wouldn't have paid eight or nine pounds for that. Yeah. Whereas if you scour around, half the fun of the Funko things is just just scouring around trying to get a bargain mm -hmm. so you're like you wow seen... i found kirk for four pounds that's amazing it's a lot better than just running out and throwing money at it to get it you know whatever it is have you seen the official funko app for your phone 
I did read about it on the website, so that's probably something that I might investigate. So tell me more about the Funko app. Well, the great thing with the Funko app is you, you, you've literally got your phone. Um, if bear with me one second. Oh, yeah, more pops. Yep. You, you've got, got a Funko. Hidden in a cupboard. Um, and then on the bottom of your Funko, obviously, you've got the barcode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to um, scan the barcode, and it will give you um, an estimate of today's value of that pop based Ooh. on the price they're selling for online. Okay. So, you, literally, I, I've stood in Smith's Toys before for at least an hour, <laughs> going, going down the row of Funko Pops, scanning um, loads of barcodes just to see kind of what prices things are. And you can pick up a bargain. I've picked up a few things at Smith's Toys that have been, um, you know, 30, 40 pounds as a rough guide value. And I've picked them up for like kind of 10, 15 pounds. Nice. Um, and it's not one of those apps where you can see that everything's artificially um, inflated. Many of the Funkos that you'll scan that are on sale for nine, 10 pounds brand new, you'll see that the going value online's five or six pounds Mm. um so it's a really good app but you can also because you've got your own account once you've been out and bought your funko pop you can actually scan it um into your collection so then on your phone you've got you can go to your collection and see what you've got in the collection um you can add if you've got two of a funko three of the same funko you can actually put the number of those you own and also, it will tell you your collection's value then by totaling up the going rate nice. of your Funko Pop. So it's got some really nice features um, as an app. And also, you get the benefit of being able to create your Funko avatar of yourself. Yeah. I don't know if I go down that route, but uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to get the app just to scan because the, the Pop in the Box website allows you to put in the fun calls you've got but it was quite a lot that i put in and it didn't come up as a match and you're mm-hmm. like well that makes no sense because it is an official fun call so who knows what's going on there but i will i'll check out the app i've also downloaded and i've not listened to it yet because it's only about an hour ago there's this, an official fun call uh, podcast <laughs> so which i'm not quite sure what they're <laughs> going to talk about they probably will talk about oh look this is coming out and that's coming out and, and so mm-hmm. on but i thought the 50 pounds a month subscription which i can't afford at the minute is kind of silly when some of the fun calls i'm going to get are really ones that i wouldn't have gone out and bought anyway yeah uh, uh, like you say that i think funko has evolved to such a big machine that you've got so many different things um you know you've got um major league baseball and nfl players and you know so many things that wouldn't interest someone like myself whereas the wwe the doctor who the more sci-fi things um you know i i really enjoy uh, like you say if i got a Fortnite funko then that's one that would be gifted to addy and like feel free to open <laughs> yeah. it yeah do what you want when it's fine use it as a door wedge it's not a problem <laughs> but some of the other ones uh, that i got and these were the ones i got stupidly excited on when i looked on the website was uh, they were from the black hole disney film mm-hmm. uh, and i got vincent and i got maximilian so oh. I was very happy with those. Unfortunately, I think they're the only two black hole ones that are out there because somebody did tweet at me say, where's old Bob? So I then went on and had a look and they were the only two black hole ones that mm. I could find. I also got Herman Monster, 
which mm-hmm. I bought. And uh, I've got a John McLean uh, from Die Hard. And I've also got a Hans Gruber one on the way, I think. I'm not entirely sure what's on the way. Reason being, there's the six Funkos in a box mystery one, mm-hmm. which have all showed up. And then there was the five Funkos for £40, which has also shown up. Now, they are showing us tracking, delivered, they've arrived safely. But there's also another parcel, which apparently weighs half a pound, that is still en route from uh, America. But oh. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have no idea. So unless they've <laughs> sent me the, the heaviest Funko, I don't think Funko Pops weigh half a pound. So mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Who knows? I don't know what they were. So at some point in the next couple of days, something's going to arrive at my house, but I have no idea what it is. And I don't think it's anything I paid for because it didn't show up in my order history. So, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Have but you... but uh, Funko were taking a lot of hatred this week. Uh, there's There's been the thing where I wake up in the morning and have a look and I see which celebrity is coming under fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day this week, it was actually Funko Pops that were coming oh, under fire. Because, well, I don't think they did anything, but I think there was a small amount of people who I didn't see because they got lost in the barrage of people going, shut your mouth, stop picking on Funko Pops. Um, they were just basically saying, what's the point? They're a waste of money. Anybody who collects them is just an idiot. To which, um, mm. you know, everybody just launched on these people and I couldn't see any trace of them by the time I got up. <laughs> but it was literally just people saying, look, so what? Um, you know, if we want to collect them, we collect them. I like collecting them. They make me feel good to look good on the shelf. You choose how you spend your money. I'll choose how I spend my money. I'd rather buy fun calls than get drunk, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So people, it's like, you know... 90% of the stuff that we buy is effectively a waste of money, really, isn't it? Well, you I was going to say that, you know, what what they, the, those people said, you could you could literally apply to 99% probably the things we buy. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be a Funko Pop. If you go and buy an action figure, a pack of trading cards, you know, you name it, um, a Lego set. A movie. Um, yeah, a computer game. Yeah, a movie, a computer game, a computer game console. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, scented candles, all uh, pretty much ninety percent of the stuff that branded that we t-shirts. buy, anything, all of that yeah. stuff. Get a haircut, waste of money. I clearly have not got my haircut, and you know, yeah. you've clearly not got your. You don't waste your money on razors. Why, well, why, why would why, you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? We don't need to go out in the real <laughs> world. We're all going to look like cavemen when we actually go back out into the real world. <laughs> So I got a message of my wonderful work colleague, Hubble, earlier on, who's, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's at work at the minute, bless him. And when I go back in on Saturday, I don't want to talk about that, though, uh, he'll be off. So he'd mm-hmm. messaged me and he said, oh, there's talk that we're going to go back into the office on, in August. And my heart sunk. And I'm like, what do you mean? What have you heard? What have you heard? And he said, oh, we had to fill this survey thing in. I'm like, no, it's old news. Don't worry about it. That was something we did in June. So I got quite scared there because I've, I've become very acclimatized to mm-hmm. working from home. I've got my lovely little setup, my nice big monitor, my ergonomic mouse, my nice you know, gaming keyboard, which I've got used to, my chair, everything. I'm perfectly fine. So to, I, to go back into the office and be surrounded by noise, just mm-hmm. kind of terrifies me. I don't want to do it, but I will. But I don't want to do it. You see, part of me thinks if uh, a lot of companies did some kind of study on um, the people who've been working from home, yeah, you could find that productivity is has raised because 
you get those people go, oh, let's have a tea break, let's have a natter, let's have a, mm. you know, grab a coffee. And you don't get any of that at home because you're there doing your work. Yep. So, and I am. It's like, you know, I was the same. I've had the conversations with my boss at work when we were in the office. I'm like, look, everybody could go home and I could be left in the office on my own and it'd still work. You know, I'd yeah. still do my job because it's what I get paid for. So it's just mm-hmm. in my nature. I would go, hey, nobody's around. I can now just put my feet on the chair and you know, not do anything. I would still work. So I am still productive at home. Mm-hmm. So but it's saving me money, it's saving me time, it's saving me energy. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm missing out on the fresh air and maybe a little bit of walkie exercise. But other than that, I'm good. I'm all right. But that, you know, at least for the first one, that's what windows are invented for. It is, and I've got one over there that I could look out of. But yeah. that was another thing. It was like I had to make sure that the lighting was right for this video test because I didn't want this to, to be bleached out or, or too dark. or So it's all these little things. I suspect that you know, when we do this again, if we do this again, if it works, there will be spot lamps everywhere and I'll have a proper lighting set up. And mm-hmm. you know, I'll be like, Neil, get me, tell me a good lighting <laughs> set up and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I um did consider i've got um one of these light cubes for taking product photos mm-hmm. um that comes with a few um kind of l- lamps and i thought oh maybe i should get those out but i thought no leave it as it is see small, how it goes small steps yeah this yeah. is not meant to look like an oscar winning christopher nolan movie not that anybody knows what a christopher nolan movie looks like because it's never coming out but uh it, it's a test this is exactly what it is. It's a test to see if the video podcast works. It's a test to see if the technology behind it works. And then if it does and we like it, then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just wish there was a way where I could not avoid looking at my own face. So I don't know whether, whether there is, I'll probably research it. So if anybody who does video podcasting <laughs> knows a way to just stop me looking at my own face, I can maybe do that all the time and just cover up uh, cover up my surely, camera. Surely a post-it note that would I, work. I think a post-it note would probably do this. It would cover the... In fact, that's weird. Where is my camera? Oh, that's gonna say, There yeah. we go. That's worked. So I've totally gone now. So I can just carry <laughs> on and, and yes, now I'm back again. I actually put my little finger over the, the dot and it turns out the dot isn't the camera. So that's how often <laughs> I actually use uh, use things. So, um, in fact, have we got a clock on this? Do we know? Forty five minutes apparently. It's been uh, it's been recording. Really? Yeah. It's still running. It's still running, and it's still saying it's recording. It does. I, I've got a little uh, recording icon in the in in the corner of my screen. So so let's who run knows? with it. Shall we, shall we run with it or shall we stop it for now and place a night do it? I'll put a nice little advert for somebody in there or something and then, <laughs> and then we'll resume it because it may yeah. have stopped, but it didn't tell us. We can try. Yeah, we'll do that. Because otherwise we could end up talking for another 45 minutes or so. And then it turned out it didn't even record, which would really suck because mm-hmm. we would have lost gold. Of so um, I'm going to put a trailer in for a really old, wonderful classic movie. I have no idea which one, because I'll, I'll select it after we've done this. But uh, enjoy one of my favorite movies when I was growing up as a kid, and it's still one of my fa- favorite movies now. So 
there you go. And I will speak to you soon, Rob, after yep. this wonderful trailer. Sounds good. Bye. Goodbye. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Th- I'm all right. Th- Long th- time th- no see. I think it worked. It seemed to. I just had a quick, um, a quick click on the video there. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, let me look. Yeah, yeah, it's still working. That's good. And it, it seems to do it as the way that we do it now. So, do you know, mm-hmm. when I'm talking, I'm guessing the full screen will show my face and so on. And then um, when you're talking, it'll, it'll flip over and you get to see yourself and, and that wonderful bearded glory. That's how the recording seems to work as well. Ah, it's, it's so interesting kind of- because on my screen, when I talk, it's just exactly the same i'm in this little square at the top of the the screen and in your full kind of screen um all the time so i need to so i don't really see me at all i see you i need to work out how you've done that because i was just i was chatting to annette before and she said oh have you finished i went well no we've done half and explained the whole it needed to convert the video and what i didn't want to do was start another call while it was converting the video because my poor laptop might go bang and then might not work or whatever so i thought why well, as well wait until it's uh, it's converted and i said the only thing i can't get used to is when i'm talking is seeing me full screen <laughs> so we we will need to work out how we don't have to see me because uh, yeah. that's one thing i've never been a fan of that i've never been one to look in mirrors or anything like that i'm not like a vampire or anything but i'm just i'm not one of these let me just check my hair in this mirror because i've walked past it i don't i don't pay much attention to myself my voice i'm okay with somebody on twitter the other day said how long is it before you can tolerate listening to your own voice they meant their voice not mine and i remember when i was podcasting way way back in the early days like 2011 2012 I couldn't stand listening to my own voice. It made me cringe. And I know you and I have had the conversation about your own voice where you were like, I don't want to listen to myself. You know, Cause at one point I think you were just listening to the podcast while me and whoever else chatted. And then when you joined in, I don't think you were a fan of wanting to no, hear your own voice back either, but have you got used to that or do you just totally ignore it and you don't listen back anyway? Yeah. I ignore the episodes. You know, mm. if I'm on a podcast with you, then I won't, won't listen. We don't need to though, because you were there. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I know people who do listen to their own shows again, and I don't really listen to my own shows. And when I do, it's for editing purposes, and there's minimal editing anyway. It's literally this is probably the most editing I'll have to do, is Mm -hmm. by just joining clips together and turning a video into audio and putting the music on and stuff. But I won't pay much. I'm not going to listen to it all. I have software for that that just levels all the sounds and and things. It's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So, what so yeah. You, yeah so so far it seems to be doing okay so it's it is all right now whether i look at the video in the editing software and go oh the lighting's terrible that's a whole nother if it becomes too much work for me then i may just uh i may speak to stacy forbes and say right how'd you do this youtube lock where you just literally talk like we are doing now and it automatically goes up there and i don't have to do anything with it so maybe that's another option <laughs> who knows mm-hmm. but this is early days uh, but so far so good great so what have you watched have you watched anything um i've watched obviously um star trek voyager it's mm-hmm. a staple every week um but i have started a new show which uh, i'm excited about it looks like it could be good um it's called dark matter um it's um i think it might be an amazon original if not it's um 
it's on Amazon um, currently. Um, I think it was filmed in 2017, I want to say. Um, and the beginning of it gave me strong Farscape vibes. Um, so um, I won't spoil anything, but um, you've got six people who wake up on a spaceship. They don't remember who they are, why they're there or anything like that. But as the episode goes on, they find they've got certain abilities. So one's very good with fixing things. One's very good um, wielding a sword and bladed weapons and, and so forth. Um, and at the moment, they're just trying to discover who they are, what, why they were on the ship and, um, you know, who's to trust. And how many episodes have you watched so far? Just the one, just okay. one episode. Um, it looks like it could be something that me and Nicole watched together. She watched the first episode with me and liked it. And as you know, that always complicates <laughs> things because you can't just binge watch. You've no. got to uh, schedule them in with uh, with the other person. So, and that's why, like eight years time, you probably not have watched any more episodes of it, really. Mm-hmm. So now I have the same problem. <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's quite nice. You watch a show, you, you watch a pilot together and one of you doesn't like it mm-hmm. that's that's sometimes the best option because you go brilliant you know the other one could just binge it to their heart's content mm-hmm. um well so yeah i like these things where people just wake up and who knows what's yeah. going on um i think they're up to season three at the moment on amazon so there's lots to go go at yep. um it's obviously popular with people as uh, it wouldn't be it's still, still there still going yeah. <laughs> although to be fair a lot of shows are massively popular but then die anyway mm-hmm. so how many episodes of a tv show will you give it before you you decide it's not for me i'm out i tend to um, give an, i'll give a show three usually i i won't go that far i can turn really? off halfway through an episode um case in point i don't even know the name of the film uh, i'll have to search for next week um i started watching a film on I want to say it was Netflix and it was some kind of uh, zombie apocalypse. Something happens to the world and people turn into zombies. And I've I probably got 30, 40 minutes into it. Uh, this was literally a couple of nights ago and said, right, that's it. I can't stand so, anymore. Yeah. That was it. That was so, See, I never used to. I used to be of the sort where it's like, especially because of review films and we talk about them on podcasts and stuff. I would watch a film and go, well, I've started it now. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to finish it, but I'm not anymore. We have this, uh, we bought this thousand and one movies to watch before you die book. And we've been buying that every year and there's probably a new edition out in a couple of months. So I need to upgrade that one. And we would start watching films from that. And sometimes we would watch one that we just hated you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember any off the top of my head, but so, there's some really old films and stuff in there. And just some of them are bloody awful. You think, why is that? This makes me want to die watching this film. So we thought, well, we can either watch this for another hour and a half or mm-hmm. and we're hating it or just scrap it. Just get rid of it. Yeah. We'll just, and so we, we do have a half an hour rule on a movie um, unless somebody has recommended it. Because there's, there's a lot of movies out there where if you watch them and you're not quite into it in half an hour, 
if you switch it off, you're going to ruin a really good movie like Fight Club, Sixth Sense, Usual Suspects, mm -hmm. films that have an ending where it's like, oh, now I get it. Now I fully understand why this is an amazing film. So you can lose out with gems, but life's mm -hmm. too flipping short. There's too many movies yeah. to watch. There's too many TV shows. So if I'm watching a pilot episode and it's really bad, then I will just just get rid of it. Mm -hmm. But if if I'm not sure whether I'm really into it, so like you know maybe, then I'll give it three. And if I'm not hooked by the third episode or at least see its potential, then I'm out. I'm not a fan of these these TV shows where it's like, so Rob, watch this show. It's it's on for ten seasons, and then uh, it's only twenty episodes per season. And once it gets to series six, oh, it's amazing. No, I'm not spending like a, <laughs> a hundred and twenty hours just to get to a good bit mm. it's not happening so i'm not into all of those sort of uh that supposed recommendations watch it you know after episode 100 it's really good yeah it's i think there's still at the moment this real kind of void of um an epic kind of length tv series that i don't think has been filled by anything i think the last one i watched was probably game of thrones yeah um uh, and you know at the moment you know we've had things like the purge which obviously got cancelled um you know th there's nothing that's that seems to be lasting um we've got obviously picard which you know let's not even go there um it's it's tough at the moment um and obviously people haven't been making things with uh, with covid19 so well i did have it confirmed from jason Mazza that the, the bulletproof special is happening and as far as I could tell, it has been filmed. Ooh. So that should be out. And it, it was only a single tweet they put out. It was, it was something like, I can't wait for you to see the special bulletproof that we've done or something. It mentioned the word special, mentioned the word mm -hmm. bulletproof, didn't mention it was a full season. And uh, so so we've got that to look forward to. The The Walking Dead, who knows what's going on with that show. The, I'm, you know, we, we're going to get one episode, aren't we? And it's like, yeah, but we, thanks. But um, I've been following the progress of the new unlaunched series of The Walking Dead because we've got another spin-off coming. Yep. And um, apparently, um, I think that's going to air later this year. Okay. Um, filming, I think, has already been done because um, AMC on their Twitter account um, are sharing um, bios of the cast and pictures and, and so forth. So... Uh, it's uh it's something to be excited about you know i know a lot of people say it's overkill you know you shouldn't have all these spin-offs i'm loving it star trek had loads of spin-offs um and you know uh, i'm still a fan of star trek so uh bring more uh, walking dead please. and that's the thing it's like if you're tired of the spin-offs here's a thought still watch them yeah it's it's like people that get real bent out of shape about transformers movies or why do you still keep making it just don't watch them it's fine if they don't make a transformers movie it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get something that, that you're excited about that just hasn't been made it's like mm. people just get so bent out of shape and social media is just mental at the minute because people are just angry about everything Every, mm -hmm. everything's just enraging everybody because they you know we've all got crazy long hair and we're all going nuts and we've forgotten how to speak to people and, and all that sort of stuff so um it reminds me of uh, the Blue Peter days. Um, all these people who take to social media to bash a show or um, bash an actor, um, would they bother 
if they had to uh, send a self-addressed envelope to P.O. Box 57. <laughs> That'd be me, right? Right. So, uh, <laughs> Nicole, get me a bit of paper. Right. What do you want? A bit of paper. Just give me a bit of paper and a pen. Right. Well, you got an envelope. Yes, we've got an envelope. Right, you got a stamp. What? So I've got a second class one. No, no, it needs to be a first class stamp. All right, then. Right, I've done it. Right, right. Can you post this for me? And then poor old, poor old Patrick Stewart opens this letter, and it's just a, just a question mark signed <laughs> Rob going WTF, and it's like what? No, so they wouldn't, would they? It's that, no. may, maybe they should, but it, it makes me sad though because you, I've seen a few celebrities who uh, who are like, I'm out of there. I'm getting off social media because people are just too mean. Yeah. They ruin it for everybody who, like us, we were like, oh, wow, I, I got Susan George from Straw Dogs. She's like an iconic British actress. She started following me the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's got something like 19,000 followers on Twitter, which is a hefty amount. In fact, it might even be more than that. It's like a crazy, silly amount. I would look it up, but I can't because I'm on a video podcast. And I'm professional if I take my phone out and tweet. But she's got like a massive amount of followers. She's following 300 people. Wow. And one of them's now me. And you're like, <laughs> I don't understand that. But it's, uh, you know, Luke Goss has left Twitter. I don't know why. I was looking for him the other day to tag him in on a, on a film article about one of his films that's coming out. He's just gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and I'm hoping people weren't mean to him. He's probably just off being busy and working and stuff like that. But it's, it makes me sad when a celebrity disappears from social mm-hmm. media and it makes me happy when they they like you know there isn't a week that yeah. goes by where I'll, i will share sarah douglas's update on facebook or twitter and then she likes the fact that i've shared it or zara fithian's been busy clicking like because her uh, film tribal get it alive is coming out in august mm-hmm. in the uk so i'm very happy to watch that not only because it's a zara fithian film but also lamissa who plays mimi is also in that film as well so it's like two for one deal yeah so it's, uh, uh, you know. Like you say, um, I noticed when uh, our good friend Virginia Hay left Twitter, that was, um, you know, uh, upsetting. Well, she, um, she spat her dummy out big time, didn't she? Because yeah. she, she left the first time because they didn't give her a blue tick. Mm-hmm. That was why, that's why she left. She's like, I, don't, I want one and I deserve one. And some people who have got one, they shouldn't have. I'm like, just don't. And I, I do see it. I mean, I would love to have a blue tick. Because I am me, I'm, I'm an official me, I'm not a celebrity by any means, but I'm me, so therefore I should be verified that I'm me. But I don't, somebody offered to sell me one for $300 once. I'm like, you know what, I don't want to, I'm not buying a blue tick. No chance. I, you know, I'll have one off my own work at some point if I ever do any. Um, Maybe we, uh, we could get you like a, an official um, laminated badge and they'll listen to that and we send them a scan. Possibly. I have an IMDb page. What more do you need? You yeah. know, I, I was going to say I have my name on a movie poster, but I did. I neglected to put my name on the movie poster because I didn't want it on there. That's how <laughs> non-fan I am. I'm like, I don't want to, oh, it must have my name on it. No, it's got Lamissa's face on it and her name on it and the title and, and that'll do. So, but it's, uh, yeah, social media is still fun. I've, I've, because mm-hmm. I've been off for the past however many days, weeks, whatever it is. I've stayed off Twitter a little bit more than I'd like to have. I didn't want to spend all these time, these days off and just be glued to a keyboard and then go mm-hmm. back to work and be glued to a keyboard. It defeats the whole point. So I've mentally rested. I've physically rested. Um, just generally played a bunch of PlayStation games and watched a bunch of TV shows. And I found on Netflix, I don't know if you've ever seen this film before, but 
I saw it in 1989 when it first came out. And then I've been hunting for it ever since on DVD and Blu-ray, but never quite seen it. And then I was thumbing through Netflix and it was there. And it's called The Wizard. And it's uh, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years. And it's oh, yeah. all, uh, it's based around, he has got a kid, kid brother, who I think he's autistic, but it, it doesn't really mention it in the film. Uh, I'm not going to say what he's got, whatever the terminology is, but I, I think he is autistic. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps saying, I want to go to California, I want to go to California. So he runs off with his, with his brother, who is Fred Savage, and this kid is a wizard at video games. And bearing in mind, this is set in 1989, so all the video games that they run around playing, it's like, wow, I'm not seeing pole position and, and things like that. <laughs> and they run off to the, the video gaming championships in Las Vegas to win the grand prize of $50,000. And the game that they're all playing there is the unveiling of Super Mario 3. So this is, <laughs> but it's such a cool film. I was chatting about it on social media and I think Abel had jumped into the tweet and he's like, never heard of it. I'm like, seriously, you got to watch it. It's really good family friendly fun. Plus you get a kick of nostalgia. And I think like the day or so after Abel's like, that was amazing. I loved it. So a lot of people are now rewatching The Wizard off the back of a few people just tweeting about it. But it's, uh, it's a really good film. It's not good. I'll check it out. So I would check. And it's, it is uh, Addy friendly as well. It is. Yeah, I think it's like a P- PG or a U. I think it's probably a PG, but there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing grim in it. It's no bad language or anything. So you've got a young yeah. Christian Slater in there, Bo Bridges, and uh, and Fred Savage, obviously. But yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I force myself to just take a step back and um, play video games and, and and that kind of stuff the other week, and it's kind of followed through to this week. So in the week. I've done my work, but come the weekend, I seem to kind of put it aside and me and Addy have played on the Switch. Um, we've gone back to the original Minecraft at the moment, so we're knocking down trees and mountains and, and building fortresses in the sky and all the fun stuff. Um, so when you force yourself, because I found it and I was chatting to Stacey the other day on Twitter and I'm like, because she was, oh, I'm just making sure you're okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I've just not, not been on Twitter because I've been having a rest and stuff. She she said, oh, well done. So I'm like, good. But I I feel bad for mm. not being, not necessarily just social media, but it's like, why have I not done more podcasts? Why have I not mm-hmm. done some video editing? Why have I not been, you know, t- tweeting or writing articles? And you're like, well, this is the first time in years that I mm. have just thought, you know what? Most of it can wait. I'm having a rest. And I feel better for doing it, but yeah, it does make you feel uncomfortable because you know that you've got this big to-do list of things that you really want to get done and you do enjoy doing, but you're not doing them. So you're like, kind of feel bad for not even... You feel like you're neglecting your job, which is yeah. a job, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think the way I look at it is the the resting probably makes you more productive then if if say you're resting at the weekends and you're working in the week then having that rest probably does make you more productive in, in the week and you can get more done i think that's probably what i need to do because i work four nights uh you know in a row and then i've got four point whatever days off i think i just need to devote one of those days probably uh, like the second or third day in right that's my work day that's when I'm going to do all the website articles that's when I'm going to edit a podcast that's when I'm going to record a podcast and then other days around it is just rest mm-hmm. 
because I just yeah I don't I don't generally rest too much and and it is so difficult the first I think the first full day that I just stepped away from it and it, it was like a, a different world yeah but then you kind of um fall into it again you think this is nice and in yeah you've still got all these other things that you need to do but whilst you're not doing anything or you know you're playing on your video games it's nice and you kind of lose yourself in it Mm. it's only when you go back you think well here's my long list of things that could have been partially finished yeah but you need to i mean these things are deadly mobile phones Mm -hmm. you know so Get rid of that. Just, just throw that out of the way. <laughs> I, I will have a day where I'll just leave it upstairs, not even bother mm. checking it. Because let's face it, I might miss a tweet, but nobody really is tweeting me saying, oh my God, I need you to do this thing now. Because it's it's effectively a very serious hobby that I do with, with all this sort of stuff. So, and if anybody but Stuart does... Stuart is available yeah. for uh, 500 a day. Oh, easily. Yeah. Day. If, if I can make the same salary that I can make from my night job i'm off I'll, I'll i'll quit my night job in a heartbeat i'm all right i'm good which is partially why i've been spending a lot of not a lot of money but i've been spending extra money on uh, like i bought usb extenders so that i can mm. move my pc to a certain place rather than well it, it can only be a certain cable length from from the base unit type thing i've upgraded the monitor from a 24 to a 32 which is a lot better so then i've you know i've I've spent money on some cables to make sure and it can have double screens downstairs because I don't need two screens. One, I don't want a 32 to 24. That would look kind of weird, but she's now got two 24s downstairs. So her setup's looking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've got a new headset. I bought extender cables for the speakers so that my PC can now have sound coming out of the speakers rather than always having to use a headset. So I've, mm-hmm. I've tidied up my work area quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, you know investing in things and and whatnot but uh i you know it's it's four months near enough since lockdown be- began uh people say it's not really ended but has it who knows i don't know anymore since it's officially began uh, we've done a lot of podcasts i could have probably done more but mm-hmm. sometimes i think certainly over the past couple of months not my enthusiasm's not disappeared but just my energy levels it's like, should I do this? You know, I just, I need to rest. I need to just, and that was why I took a couple of weeks off. And mm-hmm. it has been a case of, right, I just need to just sleep more. <laughs> There's been a couple of days where I've gone to bed about midnight and then woke up about quarter to 11 in the morning and still felt a little bit tired. So it's, uh, yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah, well, you know, I think everybody's sleep patterns have been shot as well during lockdown. There's that many people. I think if you read the the news that you know have been having trouble sleeping, I think it's over half the population. If it, if the figures are to be believed, well, yeah, because we're not run by a clock anymore, really, are we? I suppose if you are, um, I mean, it's like Annette phoned me up this morning. She stayed at a hotel with one of her daughters and they had separate rooms, but they'd not seen each other for ages. So they were able to walk around the grounds and all this sort of stuff. So she phoned me up this morning and she said, um, you know, I think I'd said to her, oh, I think my Funko Pops are arriving today. And she went, well, Royal Mail don't deliver on a Sunday. I went, well, it's a good job it's Monday then. And she's like, huh? she, she had no <laughs> yeah. concept what day it is because we're not run by, if we're working from home, mm-hmm. 
we're kind of, unless you're on five days a week, but like, you know, us, we're, we're, we don't know what day it is. If you have to no. check my phone for what day it is, I get an email saying your parcel will be there on the 22nd. I have to look at it and go, what day is it today? Let me calculate that up. So and that's the weird. thing where phones are, um, you know, I have an alarm on the days that I, I've got my day job mm-hmm. that, that wakes me up. And then other days there's no alarm and I fall out of bed whenever I fall out of bed. Um, and even on the days that I do have a day job because I'm working from home, I'll have my alarm for 15 minutes before I need to start work because I can just fall out of bed, yeah. wander into my office and, and start working. I don't have to worry about kind of, you know, having a shower or, you know, what clothes am I going to pick out for, to wear today or anything like that. It's just, you know. Well, this is kind of like tonight, and I'm not even wearing the shirt that I ironed. It's over there. Um, th- <laughs> this is the first night where I've even plugged the iron in in like weeks. <laughs> Normally, it's just like throw a t-shirt on and then put a jumper over it. It's fine, but I just think, damn, I need to wear a t-shirt. I need to make sure it's ironed, and mm-hmm. then yeah, I've not even put it on. The one I'm wearing is unironed, but was on I was the same. I, I was like when was the last time I wore a pair of jeans during lockdown? You know, I thought, well, I never know if I'm going to have to get up for something. So, you know, I, I can't just wear a t-shirt and then kind of my, my lounge pants, you know, I, I better yeah. get, get ready. So I've got a t-shirt, I've got the jeans on. Um, I'm thinking, well, when was the last time I wore a pair of jeans? Probably when I went out before lockdown, because around the house, I've just got kind of um, these like kind of comfy kind of thin cotton um almost like pajama bottoms in a way you know i've got several i've got star wars ones i've got ones with um american baseball teams on there i got when i was in the states and various things that are just more comfy than a pair of jeans so while i'm in the house you know i don't bother with anything else do you not find i certainly do uh i've got loads and loads of t-shirts but i end up wearing the same dozen t-shirts over and over again it's like well i wore now and put it in the wash so the Mm -hmm. wash put it in the basket right done i just i'm recycling the same damn clothes it's <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah totally um totally with you there um yeah it's uh my my shoes probably don't know what's hit them because they haven't been worn since lockdown began um you know just around the house in a pair of socks or you know sometimes i'm not in a pair of socks mm-hmm. um it's yeah well, Annette got me for Christmas, I believe, or it might have been last year's birth. I don't know anymore. She got me a Samsung smartwatch, which keeps track of how many miles I walk. I don't really, well, I don't. I probably do walk quite a few miles in a house, but you know, it's I'm not walking that much. So that poor thing hasn't been charged up for a couple of months. Poor <laughs> old camera's not been outside for ages. Last time that was outside, it was filming the second Mimi film last year. So it's. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's weird. It's like you you know the Amazon guy. Uh, I had two different Amazon deliveries today. So the first one showed up on time, and I opened the door and he went, "Here you go," and he put it on the doorstep and he walked off and he went, oh, "Good day, bye." And then the second one, he knocked on the door. I opened the door and he we went to hand it to me, and I'm I'm thinking, "What's the matter with you? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. There's going to be so many people getting punched, not by me, but you know when everybody's out in the real world because we've got so used to." keep your distance, don't hand me anything, don't even, t- oh, why are you touching, you? no, you can't borrow my pen, no, you know, borrow my pen, get a lot, no, you're not borrowing my hand wipes either, sort of, so we become, very, very quickly, we become so acclimatized to just not bother with human beings, it's going to be rather strange 
if and when we do actually have to go back out. Well, we've had similar experiences. Um, we got to the point where the people who weren't listening to um, social distancing when it came to deliveries, we were so fed up of it that um, we've got security camera uh, covering kind of the front garden. Um, and so we, um, we'd got um, a Amazon um, show and linked to the security camera. So we've now put that in the hall downstairs. So if the door goes, we ask Amazon to show us the, the camera and up it pops and go, right, you're not where you should be. And he's shouting through the door, back up, please back up. Wow, nice. That's um, where it should be. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. We had, um, we had our window cleaner turn up probably a month ago. Um, just start randomly turn up doing all the windows and thinking, oh, they're back to work, are they? And then he knocked on the door for his payment. I was like, we're not answering the door to you. And, uh, um, and um, Nicole, she got the money. She opened the letterbox and just pushed it out and closed it. <laughs> It's madness. It's like, I think a lot of people are confused by it though. Certainly in England, it doesn't help where how many households are allowed to meet and are you allowed mm. to do this? And are you allowed to do that? Because we don't have the daily briefings anymore here in England mm. and nobody, unless you go looking for the information and you know, you don't, a lot of people go on Facebook and look for the information, which is not a good place. You don't want to go looking for information on Facebook. It's all twaddle. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you know, everything's been, I suppose, um, handled oddly when it's come to, uh, to COVID-19. You've got the, um, you know, just how the UK kind of been split up into well, Scotland, Wales, you know, England, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, we, we had the people with businesses here, car dealers complaining that car dealerships were opening up in England. If you do not let us open up, then they're going to be stealing all of our business. And, you know, it's so then, many different pages for people to, to look at. But then the thing, and it's, it is that sort of question and it's, it's happening in a lot of countries where they're like, well, they're doing it. So why can't mm. we do it? And So who is right? I know exactly who's right. And it's Wales, but it's like, so England opened up car dealers. Mm -hmm. Wales don't so the Wales car dealers get all mad because England are opening up and we're not opening up so people are going to go and buy cars from them and not us well, well my thing is England shouldn't be opening up the car dealers that's the that's my definite logic on it it's too early to open stuff up but then people get confused so then poor old Wales they're like oh no we're getting into trouble now because people are going to you know, go to England and spend money there and not here. So I guess we've got to open ours up and then the second wave shows up and lots of people get mm. sick and it's just, it's very, very badly handled, but I don't know. Is there a correct way to have handled it? Mm. Well, the, I think the thing when you look at it is even at least a UK border can't, can't stop the virus because no. Um, the amount of reports where England had opened up shops and obviously Wales hadn't at the time. Um, so the people who were living in Wales on like near the border, they were just hopping in the cars, going across the border to do, go shopping. If you were the kind of person who was fed up of being in your house and, and didn't really care about anything. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so difficult. 
I do admire the countries though um, that kind of with the the kind of trailblazers on right we're going to shut down travel we're going to close our borders and um, you know places like New Zealand where they did fantastically well yeah. you know there's so many countries where you look at the, the numbers um, of kind of deaths and people who got um, you know got the virus and it's so low compared to then you know many others including the UK USA you know etc um, I think there's um, probably I think there's three big ones in the EU where um, their mantra on COVID-19 was um, almost keep calm and carry on um, we'll keep things open we won't want to damage the economy and I was reading an article on it the other day it didn't work they've just had so many more deaths and um, people with the virus that it's actually damaged the economy anyway so they may as well have shut up and kind of tackled it yeah it's it's kind of like the old um so you come down with a really bad case of flu you could stay at home for three days mm -hmm. and then hopefully get rid of it i'm not comparing flu to covid but you know or you can carry on going to work and then you'll be like running at 10 percent capacity for three weeks <laughs> so i just shut everything down sort it out as, as best you can and then, you know, hopefully it'll sort itself out. But I think a lot of the public have not helped. And unfortunately, and we've said it before, it's like people are, the, you know, second wave, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, it's the government's fault. Well, no, it's the people who you know, don't wear masks when they go in supermarkets or, mm. um, you know, who just ignore lockdowns or who hang around in big groups in parks or on beaches or, or all that sort of stuff. Uh, we were on the bus. The other day, I think we, we walked into town, which was about a half hour walk, which did us the world of good. We walked around Asda, which took us about 20 minutes. We wore our masks, which is not easy wearing a mask when you're wearing glasses because you steam up. And my God, you end up sweating. You end up sweating to the point you feel like you've come down with COVID because you are you're crazily humid. But you do it. So we got out. And then we went into the bus station. Thankfully, we didn't get racially abused like last time. So that was quite a nice, that was a nice trip out. It was very pleasant. And then we got on the bus and everybody was wearing a mask. And then the bus driver drove off. And then two students got on the bus and they weren't wearing masks. And the driver didn't say a damn thing. Just no. let, it let them on. So it's like, and so me being me, I got home and tweeted at the bus station, uh, the bus company, saying, "Pretty sure you're supposed to wear a mask." But and then people said, "Oh, some you know, some people are exempt." Mm -hmm. You think, fair enough, but a, the driver didn't ask, and b, there were a couple of healthy-looking students. Yes, some people have hidden disabilities, but what are the odds on those two students both having hidden disabilities and not feeling the need to be questioned by the bus driver? I think mm -hmm. it was more a case of the bus driver just thought. Well, I'm not bothered because I'm behind plexiglass. But yeah, not sticking up for the bus driver though. But um, I don't know if you um, kind of read the news from I think it was Spain, um, where a bus driver was killed by people entering the bus. They were asked to put on a mask by the bus driver, and they got angry about it and mm -hmm. killed the bus driver. I've seen that. There's been incidents kind of like that across the world as well, where somebody's confronted somebody. Mm -hmm. And then it's just kind of, you know, it's escalated and, and got a bit weird and whatnot. So I don't know. What is the solution? Solution is watch more movies, 
and watch mm -hmm. more TV shows and stuff. So have you watched anything else? What's your big uh, screen projection movie been this week, if you've had one? Um, we, what was it we watched? It's gone. <laughs> it was very good then, I'm guessing. It, yeah, it, it was fantastic. Um, ah, that's why we switched it off halfway through. Oh, no, what was it? Uh, we decided, um, with, with Addy getting into Star Trek, we thought, well, I thought, let's go down the Star Wars route. She's never, she's seen me watching Star Wars, so she's watched five minutes here and there. She knows who Yoda is because she thinks he's cute, mm -hmm. um, but she's never watched a film. So on came Disney Plus, right, which one are we going to start with? Although it pains me, I thought, well, well, let's go in chronological order. So I'll put the Phantom Menace on <gasps> episode number one. Acrylage. I know. And, um, you know, 10 minutes in, I was, um, I was wanting to hit my head against a brick wall myself for choosing the movie. Um, Addy seemed to be going all right, but it got halfway through. Nicole was lost within five minutes. Really? Even Addy was waning at that point. And um, it was, Addy, do you, do you want us to switch it off? Yes. Okay. See, I don't mind The Phantom Menace. I really genuinely have no issue with it at all. I think Binks isn't like my favorite character, but I don't mind him. He's Surprisingly, right. though, for, for um, uh, an eight-year-old, Jar Jar Binks was was a bit of a hit. She she mm. thought it was quite funny. I think that seems to be a common thing because a lot of people mm. obviously given George Lucas grief, but then he's like, "Look, I made it for kids, and kids love kids mm -hmm. love the Ewoks." You know, a lot of adults bash the Ewoks. I thought the Ewoks were kind of cool. Still do. Still, you know, wicked. Oh yeah, I, I, I've got a uh, an Ewok head right up here. Like a real you've you've uh, killed an Ewok or? Uh, well, well, you you tell me one 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 second. Come on, Ewok. Oh, that is a that's a genuine. I'm going to move a spotlight because I'm getting a little bit dark there. I've noticed. So, um, yes. No, I like. Where did you get the Ewok head then? Uh, it was something purchased um, on the the um, Etsy, I believe, years okay. ago. Yeah. Um, and shipped from America. It's wearable as well. Um, nice. Yeah. So when you can see out of the uh, the lenses in the uh, in the eyes, so that's uh, very yeah. cool. And that's definitely so an official wicket, as well, isn't it? Looking at the headdress and stuff. Well, it's not official, but it's definitely uh, a wicket. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the proper yeah, yeah. wicket. It's not. Uh, oh yes. Yes. Good. That's pretty good. Um, I've got. I don't think I've got any severed heads around. <laughs> uh, Re yeah. Reminds me very much of. Um, uh, obviously, my childhood and watching uh, the Ewoks um, Caravan of Courage and uh, the Ewoks Adventure and they were fun. The, the fantastic forgotten Star Wars films. Yes. But no, I, I genuinely like Phantom Menace, does get a lot of bashing. Mm -hmm. but I quite like Attack of the Clones, however, you can bash that till, till the cows come home. That's the only Star Wars film that I'm not a fan of. So. You see, I, um, I haven't watched episodes two or three. I think episode one came out and I watched it and I wasn't a huge fan of it okay. um, compared to the original trilogy. So um, I refused to watch then episode two or three. And this was going to be my chance to uh, to kind of bring it back and watch those films. But it doesn't look like we're going to get to do that I'm next so, week. I, I think we'll move on. Are you saying you've not seen episode two and episode three? 
I am. Wow. That does surprise me. Because episode two, I would say watch them. Mm-hmm. But episode two for me, and the main reason I don't like it, it's not really anything to do with the storyline. It's just, it's just too much of the computer visualization in it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that dates badly. You know, it you watch a film does. with CGI in it, it dates. And that's the main reason that I do not like episode two. Episode three, it's got part of episode two in it. So you, you're like, eh, but it does, it ends really well. So I would recommend, I mean, don't watch three if you've not seen two, but I, I would recommend that you watch them, but just watch them on your own. Yeah. They're well, not I, like, my God, these are terrible. If you can stomach episode one, mm-hmm. then, you know, just, just finish them off. Be a completist. Yeah. Well, I mentioned um, the CGI in in The Phantom Menace while I was watching it to Nicola. You know, I was looking at it saying it does date so badly. And that's one of the reasons why Star Trek, to me, has always done so well, because they relied on the the models and the miniatures and, and all that kind of stuff. And you still watch the movies now. And the actual ships look, at, well, just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, even in 1979, Star Trek The Motion Picture, the yeah. Enterprise looks amazing. Sometimes some of the scenes when it's flying or whatever looks slightly different. But that's the yeah. animation technology. That is not the model builder. But that I remember when uh, Annette and I watched the motion picture probably a few months ago when she was starting her Star Trek franchise sort of watch. And that's still mind-blowing, some of that. And you think, that's like 40-odd years old. That, and it still looks better than a lot of films that came out 10 years ago. Yeah, and and that's why, you know, watching those kind of um, pan shots of the ship in stu- in in kind of um, the space dock and and all those kind of lovely uh, kind of exterior shots is is great to have them in the film because mm. it they just look amazing. You know, nothing's dated on them. Um, it's uh, really nice. So the the Star Wars watch has pretty much fallen upon. Thumbs down for Addy then. Yeah, and and now I'm wishing I started her on maybe the original tr- trilogy. See, I think no, it's like I love the original trilogy. It's, and uh, this is a topic that we're going to cover in a future podcast: is the best franchises of all time. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's an easy one to put together, but it's not that easy when you when I go into the mathematics well. But um, so I love the original Star Wars trilogy. But A New Hope is kind of a slow film. Mm. Not a lot. If you think about it, not a lot. There's not a lot of action in that film at all until you get to the Death Star battle. There's the little sort of Luke go sit in a gun turret and shout and annoy Han Solo a bit, but there's not a lot. So I think kids may find that a little bit slow paced because I think nowadays children want the right now up and running. Mm. Impress me quickly. Do it. Do it faster. Big bigger well, I, explosions. I was brought into Star Wars. Um, you know, I watched Star Wars as a kid, so my favorite Star Wars um, film from the original trilogy was um, Return of the Jedi because I love the Ewoks. Same, that's my favorite. Um, yep. So, uh, the good old days of VHS and where you would record a film um, played on ITV and you got all the adverts in there and all that kind of stuff. I, um, the one that was worn out was um, Return of the Jedi because that was the the one with these cute kind of Ewoks running around that was really cool. It still is my favourite Star Wars film. And, you know, mm. people tend to gravitate towards Empire. And Empire mm-hmm. is kind of cool, but the Yoda stuff's impressive because it's great puppetry and stuff. But the 
it's kind of boring really it's like yeah. once you've seen that training thing you're like okay i get it can we just get to cloud city please and get some more <laughs> vader and get that really cool lightsaber fight between luke and, and whatnot but it's uh jedi just seems to me it has a bit of everything so yeah. it's got your tattooing stuff it's got your your even better space battles than mm-hmm. star wars a new hope and it's got Ewoks, and it's got you know speeder bikes, and I cannot love mm-hmm. speeder bikes. So yeah, Jedi is is my favorite one. I still remember I was twelve years old, sitting in a darkened theater, wherever I don't remember where I watched it, but I remember watching it. The lights coming up, and you're like, I'm about to see the last Star Wars film. This is amazing. <laughs> and then there was you know there was no Star Wars movies for quite a few years until uh, until Phantom Menace came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. an odd one, and um, you know maybe one day we'll revisit it, but I don't think it's going to be one day soon for the family movies. What are some of the favourite franchises or that have gone down, or the favourite series that you've all watched together that she's really enjoyed? I suppose a lot of things are the ones that are kind of dictated by her um, anyway. So um, we've got like the Disney Descendants one, but that's something that you can enjoy as an adult because you've you've grown up watching disney movies so um because disney disney descendants is the descendants of all these disney characters in one kind of big world so you've got kind of beauty and the beast you've got ursula you've got you know all these different characters jafar and that kind of thing that have got these descendants now that are kind of living and interacting so you know the characters um so it's yeah it's 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 Stuff like that, really, I think, made by Disney. They do kids' movies the best, I think. So I haven't seen The Descendants, but I've heard you talk about it a lot. Is this live action or is it animated? No, it's live action. That's um, how, how is that? Is that kind of weird to look at where you've got, say, a real-life Jafar or a real-life... It is, you know, and they're, they're almost caricatures of themselves because Jafar looks, you know, more silly than sinister. Um, you know... Addy had um, a descendant's birthday party, you know, um, a few years back. And um, we had um, a local magician come and I bought a Jafar costume off the internet and said, here you go, you've got to wear this. And uh, it was, you know, themed, um, you know, around it. And, you know, you give anybody a Jafar costume and say, wear this and you know they're going to look a bit silly you know it it takes some kind of serious casting you know picking the right person getting the the kind of makeup right getting the costume to look right you know and 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 not um silly to to kind of pull it off and yeah they're they're very much caricatures of themselves the the kind of the bigger characters i look at the beast and think you 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 could never well um, he's not the beast anymore. He's the the, the kind of the prince. But um, I look at the beast on on descendants and think you'd never be the beast. You, you you're not kind of big and ripped enough to to kind of um, play the character yet. You know that's who it is. Um, it's just one of those things that you kind of overlook because actually as a show it's it's very good. Um, you know it's got lots of good music, which Disney do musicals very well um that you know catchy tunes that you know you watch the the films a few times and when your kids into it you you get to do that and you know you're, you're asking alexa to play it for you and uh listening to them at work 
Yeah. Alexa's our new best friend now. It's like, Alexa, oh, yeah. play some music. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's mad. And I'm hoping my phone didn't, yeah, no, she didn't hear me or not. I've got the app for uh, for mm-hmm. her on there. But uh, yeah, that's it's a handy little device. But so going from Disney, The Descendants, we watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that 1974 that, that lovely classic. Lovely child-friendly. Lovely child-friendly. <laughs> that was, because um, the, w- the way that we're doing a big screen projection thing is um and it will pick a film one day and then i'll pick the film the next day and so on and so on so i picked i think angels and demons tom hanks film mm-hmm. uh, ron howard based on the the dan brown you said james brown he didn't write that i probably would have done the soundtrack so we watched that and then the day after she picked the texas chainsaw massacre which i'd bought on blu-ray because to me that's one of the films there's there's a a list of films that are really, really good when you watch them on whatever size screen you watch them on. But if you watch them on a big screen, they are it's a different experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted this film festival to be. So a lot of the ones I went out and, and I've picked up. So Jurassic Park, for example, great film if you watch it on TV, great film if you watch it on a phone or whatever. But you watch it on a, on a big screen, it's a whole different experience. Jaws is another one. And uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I knew would be another one because I've never seen it at the cinema. And uh, yeah, Annette was a, a bag of nerves <laughs> into that film. And she's seen the film before, but it's, it's, not, it, it's, it's brutal in your head, but it's not brutal what you see. So it's mm-hmm. not all Walt. I don't know if that's a film you've watched yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a film that you think is going to be like limbs flying everywhere and just wall-to-wall blood and guts. But it's kind of not. But mm-hmm. in your head, you think you've just seen this bloodbath, but you really haven't. So it's that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that was the last one that we'd watched. Uh, and then last night she was out uh, tonight on podcasting with you. So this is my big screen viewing. And uh, tomorrow night, you know, I'm not sure what we've got. We've, I think we've got maybe five or six films left before mm-hmm. we're then back at the, back at the workplace and, and retire it. But there's quite a few that I've not yet seen that are still on the Blu-ray pile. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's uh, it's fun. So Star yeah. Wars would be one of them that I would probably watch, but I don't have mm-hmm. it on Blu-ray. So you know, I've not tested DVDs through the projector yet, but I'm sure if you blow a DVD up to 120 inches, it's going to look a little bit naff, maybe. You so see, that, that's why I've opted you, for Blu-ray. You'd say that, but going back to when I um, we'd been set up for our Saturday filming. And um, I decided to watch some more episodes of Sliders when I did the uh, the run through of Sliders again. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that on the big screen, seeing as that was standard definition, it didn't take anything away from it, and okay. uh, it was actually really watchable. Because I might test that, and I've got a, a whole bunch of DVDs in the house, so I may just test it. But I just I wanted to make sure that we did everything as perfect as possible for the sort of limited time that we did the film festival. So that's why I had a bit of a splurge on Blu-rays and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But we will watch Hellraiser. That was one of my choices because I, I had the, the Arrow Blu-ray. And yeah, that was... I, I, I also have this thing where um, I just bumped the monitor there. That's why everything went blurred. I have this thing where I don't tell her what the choice is until it is, right, sit down, press play. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more of a oh this is what we're getting to see rather than yeah tomorrow we're going to watch Angels and Demons or tomorrow we're going to watch Interstellar it's like I'm not telling you what we're going to watch sit down are you comfy press play and Hellraiser was like what 
what? And that was another one on, you know, massive pinhead on a 120-inch projector, him screaming at people. And it's kind of a little bit unnerving. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, with technology kind of being where it's at, a projector that may have seemed out of reach years ago is very affordable nowadays. You know, when, when we bought ours, I think you said, was yours 400, something like no, that? No, I think it was less, oh. I think, because I'd got mine on higher purchase mm -hmm. from Ale, other places are available. And it was, I think it was 200 and something. Yeah. But if I kept up the payments for the three years that I'd taken out of it, it would have cost me 400. But I paid mm -hmm. it all off in like two months. So yeah. I think it was probably around the 250 mark. But there are yeah. some cheaper. I saw someone, uh, I think an Etsy one on Amazon the other day. And she's like, oh, look, deal of the day, a projector, 130 quid. I went, yeah, but I bet it's not as good as ours. She went, it's 1080p. I'm like, well, that's, that's the same as ours. And she went, oh, you can, it's built in YouTube and built in this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, ours doesn't have that. And it's got HDMI ports. So it's just pretty much the same as ours, but yeah. half the price. So it is definitely affordable. Well, that's with, with ours. Um, that was the thing. I'd, I've been looking for a projector for probably six months and you scratch your head because like you say you know you can get a projector for for like 50 pounds now on amazon mm. you know up into thousands and um it just so happened i was on amazon and it popped up um and it was one of the ones i had been looking at that was i think originally 280 something like that yeah. and it was deal of the day and i think it was down to about 150 160 and I looked at it and then I looked at the reviews and it got like six, 700 reviews with like 4.5 stars average. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I bought the projector and like you say, 1080p. Um, it's got two HDMI, two USB ports. Um, the USB ports will provide power. So when you've got your Amazon Fire Sticks or whatever it may be, yeah, yeah. You just plug it into the USB port there for your power. It's got everything you you need, and it's such an amazing um, device for the for the money I'd pay it. And I'm not sure I'd pay any more at the moment for one because it's so good. Yeah, it's my only thing with the one that we've got is the positioning of it. Mm -hmm. So it's you know we've got a certain size of wall, mm -hmm. and. So where we have to, because it's one of these where the one we've got anyway, it, the closer you move it to the wall, the smaller the screen gets. Yeah. Move it further away from the wall, the bigger the, the bigger the picture gets, and that's how you choose what size your your picture is. So we yeah. have got like a CD stand, not quite smack in the middle of the floor, but mm -hmm. it's it's not the place you would leave that permanently. Mm -hmm. You go, right, let's set the projector up. Let's move the couch around. Let's put the sound bar on top of the radiator, make sure the radiator is off. Let's run the extension cable for the audio <laughs> round right across the floor. So it looks kind of a bit low tech, so to speak. So it's not in a position where it's a case of it's permanently set up and we could just switch it on when we want to watch a film. That's mm -hmm. the point I would love to get to is yeah. where I could just leave it in its proper home and then just play it when I can't do. So that's why when we do collapse it, it will go back in its box and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that and just come out on special occasions until I can work out a way to actually have a proper home for it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind um, one of the uh, remote-controlled um, ceiling mounts where it kind of mm. comes out of the ceiling and um, off you go. 
But, Same. Um, yeah. Same. But um, it's there, been, a, been a success. There is time, and it's been a success. I've definitely enjoyed doing the uh, doing the film festival thing, mm-hmm. and it's probably something once we can work out how to stop me from having to move a flipping two seater couch. 180 degrees every time I want to watch a film on a projector and turn into place into a bit of a spaghetti junction with cables that we will kind of dig it out a little bit more and just make it more of an event. And then I'm also looking forward to video on demand. So, mm-hmm. you know, films like the invisible man or whatever come out and you can just rent them. I'll mm-hmm. do that rather than go to a cinema. Yeah. I'm yeah. Good. Well, that's the thing. You don't have to contend with um, everybody else who's there, you know, back to uh, being isolated and on your own. And that, but we yep. also have this thing where it's a case of, uh, so once we start the film, if you want to go to the bathroom or whatever, you can go, but the film ain't stopping. Not mm-hmm. happening. It is effectively like a cinema. Yeah. So, and that's the same for me. It's like if I need to leave the room or whatever, then fine, I'll catch up. But we've seen all these films before, so we're not doing too bad on that. But uh, it's, uh, it's fun. So have you watched anything else or anything lined up to watch? I don't know. Like I say, I think this week has been a bit of a fail because I have sat down to watch movies such as the uh, the zombie one, um, the Star Wars one, got halfway through and just, just given up. And uh, so uh, this week has been kind of pretty poor for that. Um, I'm hoping to do better next week. Yeah. I, I keep trying to work out how to schedule watching films because the sheer amount especially with reviewing them there's mm-hmm. i don't know how many films come out on video on demand or rental each week but i could easily get through 10 15 films a week i don't watch that many generally mm-hmm. but that's how many you know drop across my desk and i just don't have the time to watch them all so i need to try and work out a way to somehow watch and review the films I, I've so got- I'm, st- I'm struggling on that one at the minute I've got that problem where, in a way, especially when it comes to movies, I'll I'll switch on Netflix, Amazon, and think, seeing that, seeing that, this is one of the new ones. It, it doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound like my kind of thing. And I'll flick through and I'll go, right, there's nothing to watch. Hmm. I'll put an episode of Voyager on then. <laughs> yeah, I'll put something and, I've seen many yeah, times. Yeah, also. yeah. <laughs> I do um, and I've, I've kind of fallen into a rut of that happening recently so it's always good when we have a podcast or something or something has been recommended mm. and i can find it on one of the obviously on on demand services i've got um because then um you know it's a recommendation hopefully it, it should be something they enjoy yeah. rather than me going well i wouldn't usually watch that so i'll just skip it um, there was a great one actually, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me now. Um, that I uh, I watched the trailer for. It was a uh, one going on to Shudder, so maybe you can help me out. Um, but it's due to for release soon, I think, on Shudder, and it was um, a group of friends um, go on a road trip to New York Comic Con, and on the way um, during this road trip, people start to get killed. And I thought, now that sounds like my kind of thing. Because you've got the horror element, mm-hmm. but you've got kind of Comic Con in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know like what it is one. off the top of my head. I don't know that one, but I will do a bit of research because I do get all the press stuff through mm-hmm. from Shudder. So I was hoping it was the one called The Beach House, but it doesn't sound like it's The Beach House, so it's not that one. But... No, like you say, if if we were on a, a audio-only podcast... We could type we, it, couldn't we? But... I, I would find so, out because, yeah. yeah. 
because um, I actually I watched the trailer and actually um, did a post on uh, the Sci-Fi News Twitter account about it coming out, but um, but you can't because... we can't check because we're on video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's terrible. We need like somebody over on the other side go just uh, <laughs> researcher just uh, check that out for me. But mm-hmm. I'll have a look at I'll I will tweet that out to you whatever that film is. But uh, so yeah, anybody wants to to play the role of researcher, you know, if you just send a stamped uh, self addressed envelope to. Yeah, exactly. They just be be nice. Don't give horrible feedback. Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've watched. I've finished off season five of Bosch on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, which is a good series. I've also started to leave very mini reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, as some might call it, the tomato tomato, whatever. So just to get into the the route, and literally only like three four lines or whatever. But I'm mm-hmm. trying to get into the habit of right reviewing stuff everywhere not just on my site but on these other little websites and stuff as well so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm trying to get organized but as you know it's so hard getting really super organized when you've got a million things you need to do and there's Mm -hmm. only you doing them that that's the thing you know delegate there's no delegation at all you can't clone yourself Um, when that when that can happen it's going to be a breakthrough it's going to be quite a few of me running around (laughs) Yeah, I did uh, the first spending time with podcasts last week, which I forgot to mention. That was with Trevor Hayward. So that was a lot of fun. We just did an audio mm-hmm. one. I've spoke to Trev dozens of times uh, over the years on podcasts in one of his movies, his film called Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, just, he told me that film is now finished and everybody who was in it has made the final cut. So that includes Ooh. me, which I'm quite surprised of because I don't remember me being very good on that one. But uh, So that film will come out. But we were chatting about his his venture into filmmaking, how he so it was slightly more technical than like one of the interview podcasts that we do. So mm-hmm. we're generally what do you watch, how long does it take? But we were like, right, how do you edit? How how long does it take? So it's a bit more of a film school. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've just got to submit the spending time with podcast to uh, to iTunes and get all that sorted and add it to Spotify and, and bits and pieces. But so I did that one. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So I have done a little bit more podcasting than, than normal. Uh, I've had a couple of conversations with Neil Johnson, who's been very busy. Uh, so Neil says hi, and uh, I'm sure hi, Neil. Watch, you're allowed to be watching this or listening to this or, or whatever. I suspect more people will probably still listen to the audio podcast because we've built up that sort of mm-hmm. base. Um, but we'll see. I don't, I, you know, we'll, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> and then at some point we'll probably end up testing this if it is successful with me you and bob mm-hmm. on it and we'll see how the multi-screen works on that one i suspect that i'll probably have to keep the screen the way that i do it because it's going to record whatever i do isn't it yeah so i was thinking that before when you said the one that you see you don't see you at all really you're just a tiny one you see me all the time mm-hmm. if i have it set up that way people are just going to see you which mm-hmm. i might you know i might get some more listeners to get to like a hashtag beard so you know beard facial hair fans can uh, <laughs> can just tune in and just watch you for, <laughs> for a couple of hours just chatting about stuff but uh it'll also it'll take a little longer to edit i suspect it won't be a case mm-hmm. of well this show's going to be online within 
you know, 20 minutes of having finished, but that's something else that I'll have to work into a schedule. So, you know, we do the recording, the podcast, the day after I edit it and then upload mm-hmm. it that evening. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun and games. It is. So what have you got planned for the coming week then? You're back at work tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow, yeah, and Wednesday. Um, so that'll take up my day, unfortunately. Um, probably more tweeting mostly um i'm trying to get back into it um get back more into the social side of things so um you know building up the the sci-fi news tweeting on my personal accounts and you know the many other accounts i have um other than that it would be nice to watch a film or find a film that i'm enjoying and watch it all the way through so that's a goal for next week. The Wizard on Netflix. Okay. That's probably my... It even, sounds good as well, you know. It is. Um, it is good. You know, if, if I could have um, fit my um, arcade machine from Sci-Fi Wales here, I would and have um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles up there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a pure, fun, nostalgic just easy film to watch which i think we need more of i did watch one called the old guard on ah, netflix I've, I've seen that advertised um it, it looks interesting it was one that mm-hmm. has piqued my uh curiosity it is interesting it's it because I, I think i tweeted out i don't want to give any spoilers away but it was a case of well at least they don't need to remake that 80s classic that they've been trying to remake for a few years now because and you'll know what i mean when you watch the film, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's okay. the one it's round to. But it's a good film. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. it, it, I sort of lost interest for me towards the end of it, not because anything specifically happened, but it's like, okay, I've seen a gun battle. I've seen a fight scene. Oh, look, my phone's beeped. Let me just see, you know, who's tweeted me or whatever, something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, it's good. I, I think some of these Netflix original ones are really good. I mm. think uh, it was Extradition with Chris Hemsworth is also mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Um, or it's either Extradition or Extinction, one of the two. It's whichever one yeah, the Chris I, Hemsworth is. I, I've seen that one, yeah. That was good. Uh, mm-hmm. There was the Seven Underground. Was it Seven Underground? Six Underground? Yeah. I'm Seven, starting to... I'm no. starting to forget. Six Underground. <laughs> Six Underground. Six yeah. Underground, yeah. We saw the extended version. Um, so that was good. <laughs> so there have been a lot of these decent Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of bad ones. But, you know, for every uh, terrible one, I think there is like a bit of a gem. Yeah, to to be honest, I get excited when um, I see a Netflix original film pop up because that there have been some really, really good ones. Um, and um, I'm kind of, I crave more of them. Um, so I'll even give them more of a, a kind of um, a look in than I would others, even if they don't kind of necessarily fit into the genres I'd usually watch. Well, we did that last year. We decided, right, because Netflix did this whole big thing about we are going to, we're going to do like 90 Netflix originals and we're going to, and we're like, right. So it's now January. Let's watch them all. So mm-hmm. every time they drop one, we'll watch them. And we watched a lot of cracking films. You know, some of them were, I think that one of the best ones we we saw, and I can't even remember what the name of it was called because it was well over a year ago. It was an Icelandic subtitled thing about a security guard that makes friends with a refugee. It's not mm-hmm. the sort of film we're like, oh, they really should make more of these. But it was yeah. such a good film. So we really enjoyed it. But then we hit a cluster of, that's 
that's awful. That's crap. So around the sort of March, April time, there were just there was a lot of dreadful ones. So we just sort of gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are a little bit more choosy now. But mm-hmm. I will I will always pay attention because they are putting a lot more money into them. Things like the Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Um, what was the Will Smith one? Uh, not Bright. Was it Bright? Yeah, it was Bright. Yes, that one. Mm. Yeah, so that was really good. So there are some real gems out there. Mm. Uh, just got to, I think, just go on to Twitter or whatever and see what everybody's talking about and see if it is the sort of film that you are quite interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the exciting thing to look forward to with streaming because we've mentioned before there's that many streaming platforms now that you can't subscribe to them all unless you've got, you know, endless amounts of money in your bank account. But even the the money aspect, though, it's like how many do you need? I think at the minute we've got five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, BritBox, Disney Plus, and Shudder. Mm-hmm. and there are at least two or three of those that I really don't check out very often just because I'm busy with all the other ones, and I don't want to name which ones they are because they might be listening or mm-hmm. wait, but it's just there's not enough time. So even if you do have the money, the more streaming platforms you have, the less content on one of them you are going to watch. Mm. You know, I've thought a few times of getting rid of Amazon periodically, and now and again I do, but... I use the Amazon Music through mm-hmm. through the uh, Alexa, so it's mm-hmm. like, well, if I shut down Prime, I'll lose the music as well as the movies. So I'll keep that one. And yeah. then Netflix, I think everybody always keeps, but and Shudder, I always keep. So it's, I think for me, but then BritBox is one that Annette watches all the time, so I can't get rid of that one. And then Disney Plus, well, she, yeah, I don't know. This we've got five at the minute anyway, so. Mm-hmm. We don't need any more. I don't need an HBO Max. I don't need Quibi, if that ever launches over here. I don't need Peacock, which is a universal one, which mm-hmm. has just launched in the US, but I don't think anybody's even aware of that one yet. Uh, HBO Max, yeah, yeah, maybe, but that's a little bit too pricey, I think, in a minute. Yeah, the, the only thing that could, uh, could come uh, from the amount of streaming services is better quality content when people start to compete with each other so uh, that's what's to look forward to yes i totally agree and what also is to look forward to is next time we do this i'm going to make sure my lighting is a lot better because it's kind of it's got a lot darker outside where i am and obviously where you are and i'm not well lit so my entire room has got darker and all i've been other than paying attention to your conversation of course is all i can see is how impressive your lighting is and how crap mine's getting because my room's getting darker so i fully suspect that next time we do this video podcast my my room will be lit up like close encounters so anybody who's watching this video podcast going he really needs to sort his lighting out because it's looking terrible i know i know it looks terrible this is one of the many (laughs) things that we were trialing and testing and uh, it's gradually just got darker and darker and darker to the point I even moved when you were getting your Ewok head down and moved the spotlight, which is now behind my head. But, you know, I don't want it. Cups, God's sake. Yeah, it's mirrored, isn't it? So you tilt <laughs> that way. It's, I've not got used to that. So <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, look, your lighting's amazing. Mine's not. My, oh, to be fair, the Hellraiser post and the John Carpenter thing looks really cool on my light. I'm impressed it with does. that. Everything else, I'll look like I'm hiding in the shadows, which is quite weird. 
Well, but, shout uh, out to uh, Philips LED light bulbs then. Yes, they definitely do work. So I suspect I might be going onto Amazon and just buying some more spotlights. <laughs> so nobody needs comment on, and anybody who's listening to us on audio, that my room is getting darker and darker and darker and Rob's isn't. Rob's looks like a film set. Mine looks like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but you know, how have you found it? Um, to, just to I've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed I- it? Yeah, the um, the thing with all this is, um, like I've mentioned on previous podcasts, um, I went out and bought the uh, the Facebook portal TV so we could communicate with my parents um, using the big um, our main TV in the in the living room, and I've fallen into instead of you know calling my parents for an update. Um, I'll just stick on the portal TV and we'll video chat because it's like being in the room with them in a way. Mm. It's nice to be able to see somebody's face, somebody's reactions, just that somebody's there. It feels more, you know, personable. And uh, I feel exactly the same way with this. So yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's been really cool to see you and also mm-hmm. see the big beard. And I will, uh-huh. I've already told Annette about it. I'm like, my God, it's amazing. It's the best beard ever. Um, for me, I think the the upside's obviously being able to see each other and, and know when to stop talking because mm-hmm. the other one's talking. And that's kind of cool. Because with audio, you don't necessarily know when the other person's going to start, the other person's going to stop. Uh, mm-hmm. The things I've not liked is just looking at my own face uh and then it's all right you can't see yourself anymore can't see myself i'm dark i'm in the shadow i'm in the shadows and then obviously not being able to go right so what film am i Mm. oh yeah let's talk about that part so even less usage of show notes than uh than normally happens Mm -hmm. but i'll work it out i'll work it out i knew that it was going to be not necessarily teething problems but i knew there was going to be a few things it's like oh yeah never thought of that need to work Mm -hmm. on that one like lights yeah so, and uh, I'm going to try and make my backdrop a little bit better for next next time. Uh, so I'm back at work on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, finish Wednesday morning so we can record whenever, uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be the three days that I have got. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll obviously keep in touch way before then, but that mm-hmm. will be when the next episode is. So uh, thank you to everybody who's, watch the video one uh, both of you and um <laughs> you know for those who listen to the audio version obviously we have been testing video podcasting so that's why there have been some references to uh to what we can see and what we can't but but you don't want to watch the video because you only get to see our ugly mugs so just well, you, get to, you get to see yours you just get to see my <laughs> ugly mug for about the first half hour and then the sun goes down and then you just get to stare at my uh, Leviathan and <laughs> signed. And the John Carpenter thing, that's signed, by the way. So feel free to look at that and just admire the hell out of it. It's, uh, and uh, you, cool. you almost expect actually um, some kind of text to appear in the corner that says hashtag ad, but nothing has been paid for. No product placements. Nope, none. none it's all, all here because we like them. So if somebody, oh yeah, this is, I would actually love to be able to record in my geek room but the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi signal is not amazing in there. So the last thing I want to be doing is video streaming in that one. But uh, that room is looking quite impressive now. There is not much wall space uh, in there. Who knows? Maybe what I'll, what we can start doing is, is inserting our little movies into this. So, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. vid- maybe video my Greek room and then I can cut the clip in and, and so on. Next thing you know, we'll be acting like professionals. Yeah. 
who knows? But not tonight. Tonight we're not professionals. Even, not though, you, even though you are with your light set up, I am so, <laughs> so, so not. But there's nothing I could do. It's like, well, I, I knew it was getting darker and darker. But I'm thinking, well, I'm kind of recording now. So I can't go. You, let me... you needed to, to light those um, torches on the Jurassic Park gates behind you. I, I needed to help. do something. I really needed to do something. I've got the main light. I literally am in a room with one spotlight on at the minute. And mm-hmm. even outside, it's kind of dark. But, uh, you know, it's fun. So thank you very much for participating in this wonderful guinea pig podcast, Rob. You're welcome. Thank it's you, been an absolute pleasure. And we shall resume uh, chatting next time we, we chat. So yep, Sounds good. Take care. And thank you very you much. Too. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.